Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo you can do what you want to do and the amazing chris randazzo <laughs> i'm so glad that's what you picked uh we here on this week's episode talk television this week was chris's pick he chose in living color season one episode 12 c-o-n <laughs> but before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest the show. We'll watch it. We'll watch just about anything. So, Chris. So, Evan. <laughs> it had, we had a little, little waylay because of my job stuff, and um, I got to watch this episode at least twice. This is the mm-hmm. first time in, I'm going to go with two decades that I've watched any in living color. Yeah, same here. Um, all right, let, <laughs> I, I asked you this already off air, but I'm going to ask you again, why this particular episode? Well, when I was a little kid and, you know, we watched in living color uh i thought jim carrey sorry james carrey james uh, <laughs> at this point he was james we were not familiar enough with him yet yeah we, we hadn't we hadn't become friends <laughs> via ace ventura no i thought that that this whole the tall chicken sketch mm-hmm. was not just the funniest thing in the world because it was to me that was absolutely hysterical uh just watching jim carrey go like and do all the chicken noises but um it freaked me out to an extent too of just like Whoa, what if that happened? What if I got hypnotized and I could talk, only could talk like a chicken for the rest of my life? It just, it cracked me up. It was, it was fascinating. And really, we used to love this show in my house. We just adored this show. We thought the fly girls were cool. They were fly. They were fly as heck. And uh, there were so many great sketches on this. I mean, my parents still think Homie the Clown is funny. So <laughs> there, there, was, there is so much to love about this show. And yes, it is so a product of his time. I was not prepared for just how 90s this whole thing was um, before we watched it. But oh boy, was it 90s. Oh boy. I mean, like the colors, the outfits. Oh, the outfits, the ties. Lots of ties. The the weird little ties that they were wearing. Oh my God. The credit sequence. The credit sequence. Yes, the credit sequence where they're all like painting the screen and stuff and i'd like i forgot all about that i really forgot all about that and seeing that again in living color uh uh, was really i mean it was really just just the most delightful nostalgia trip you know right it's the kind of nostalgia trip that just uh fills you with a all every flavor of glee because i mean you know yes there is still sketch comedy on the air but there wasn't i've never liked saturday night live very much Mm -hmm. um but i have always really liked the sketch comedy that I really like. 
So, uh, like, like the state, for example, the state, was a freaking I was a revelation for me. Mad TV, I always liked that. Yeah, I didn't get into Mad TV, but I loved the state. I loved In Living Color, and to an extent, I even loved that um, uh, that Nickelodeon show um, Roundabout. That? Oh, <laughs> no, no, way older. No, back when they uh, first started Snick, Saturday Night Nick. Wow. Um, and it was uh, geez, what the heck was on there besides? Wasn't Are You Afraid of the Dark part of Are that? You Afraid of the Dark was part of Snick. Mm-hmm. Um, roundabout. No, Roundhouse, not Roundabout. It was called Roundhouse. And they always did this little, they did this uh, sketch with uh, like poking fun at MTV by like talking about really stupid television shows. And it was called MTV. Oh. I was like, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Fantastic. <laughs> As I was so, watching yeah, this, th- yeah, go ahead. I didn't realize how... This was a vehicle for so many people to start their careers, especially ones whose last names were Waynes. This is true. This I'm show a... is lousy with Waynes people. <laughs> Some went further, such as oh, let's say Keenan, Keenan Ivory Waynes. He was he was the creator, I guess. I, I is does, is it writer? He was just writer and creator. So he said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a show, so all of my siblings can be a part of it. They need mm-hmm. jobs." So Keenan, uh, Damon, Kim, Sean, Sean, but Sean wasn't Sean yet. Sean no, he was, was DJ SW SW one. Ah, that's <laughs> painful. <laughs> Um, David Allen Greer started his career in here. J- oh, Jim David Carrey. Allen Greer was so great. Like it's Jim Carrey, you know. Tommy Davidson to an extent. Like he he didn't have as big of a career as the others, but like there are very notable people in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, most importantly, or most famous from this was Mr. James Carrey, and this you could see outside of his dramatic stuff. Jim James Carey has been exactly the same since day one to what he was in the trailer for that uh, Sonic. Yeah. That you could take that Jim Carey and throw him into a skit on In Living Color and it would still work. You could. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, we just, uh, we just, a little side note, we just saw Detective Pikachu in theaters. And? Uh, it was was pretty good. Okay. Uh, there was a tr- that they played the Sonic trailer before it, which I thought was interesting since they went through the whole trouble of saying that they were redesigning the Sonic character. Like, Did, was it that just blurry? St- no, like they're still playing the exact same trailer. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I would kind of think if they're going to go to the trouble of redesigning the character, that they'd probably want to, you know, not keep showing off something that looks this way. But. Well, I, I mean, what, what do I know? how many how many other movies can they like? That is the perfect movie to show that trailer in. Uh, it it is. certainly <laughs> is. There was also a trailer for some like extremely not extremely adult like X rated, but just very much for adults. Like, <laughs> wow, you rom- went all the way to X. You said screw R. No, we're talking X rated. NC seventeen. What I'm trying to say, it was not that, but it was for adults. It was like a romantic. Not even a romantic comedy, just like a romantic movie. And I'm like, who is this trailer for? Yeah, that was weird, man. That was I mean, clearly it was for Detective all the Pikachu. moms who had to take their kids to see Detective Pikachu. Just for but. Ryan Reynolds. Like, 
you, those who are going to hear Ryan Reynolds' voice, they need to see that stuff as well. Yeah, and, and you as a Ryan Reynolds fan should probably see Detective. Pikachu. I will. Yeah, I will. I, absolutely. You, you, de- you definitely should, <laughs> as a fan of Ryan Reynolds. Okay. <laughs> All right, back to In Living Color. Now. <laughs> you know who is not In Living Color? This, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> okay. This show was so 90s that it became mildly disturbing. Because, like, all right, between every commercial break, like, at the... the I know, Karen... You have a, a, a fondness for the Fly Girls. I do. I have a special connection to the Fly Girls. I really wanted to be a Fly Girl, as I think any person who is roughly my age was at the time, wanted who had any interest in dance at all. Mm-hmm. And what I really appreciate about the Fly Girls is that it was they were not like just there for sex appeal. In fact, those outfits, in my opinion, were the opposite thereof. <laughs> they um, were dancers. They yeah. were like, real dancers. Paula Abdul was their that, choreographer at one point. Mm, I did um, not know that. And they really got screen time. They were like, this isn't just like bumpers in and out of commercials. It's like, here is a, you know, you guys spend time creating a, you know, unique thing every week and we will show it. And that was one of the great things I think Keenan Ivory Wayans did was like, I'm going to appreciate any art form that anybody wants to bring to my show that fits mm-hmm. in with what I'm trying to do. Yeah, it was a, it was a, you, I I completely agree. It was so obvious that they cared enough about like these, you know, this whole portion of it it was like it was built into the show it was like this is very much an important part of what we're trying to do it was just as important as the skits yeah because it, it's it's you know it's a part of the culture mm-hmm. you know it's they were it, this whole thing is such a cultural thing that they were trying to do and yeah it was part of everything so i remembered like there was this little this was a tickle in my brain that was like there's something more to the fly girls that i know that there's some something and i couldn't remember what it was so i i went into the googles and i said famous fly girls and of course paula abdul popped mm-hmm. up but j-lo also started yes, her career as a fly, a fly girl. girl oh i did not know that yes because i i literally i think it was like new york post their their title for their articles hey you remember when j-lo is a fly girl and there is a picture <laughs> of j-lo as a fly girl which is amazing now the skits themselves outside of the chicken guy mm-hmm. some of them were a little a little rough like they were definitely a product of, like it it I don't know if they translated as well to, to today, or if they held up, I should say. Some of them were incredibly poignant for today, like the one about the, you know, the, in the restaurant with the, the guy, yeah. you know, the black guys not getting promoted over the white yes. guys. Yes. <laughs> like, the conspiracy. I mean, that's yes. horrible, but it's also, uh, you know. 100% true. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, pretty, pretty disturbing. <laughs> so, I, Little Richard's Playhouse now that one i don't i i know it it was a very weird thing Mm -hmm. but for me personally it was like something was written exactly for me because we had like a very strong appreciation for little richard in my house from a very very young age like little richard's greatest hit was my first favorite record 
Okay. When I was like a All little right. like John's age. Okay. <laughs> Ray Charles in charge. <laughs> that was so funny. That's one of I'm, those things like they wouldn't I don't think they'd get away with that today. No, they wouldn't. And the other thing is is that like, you know, not a lot of folks know Charles in charge anymore, you know. It's, That's no, also that was, very true. But like at the even now, just Ray Charles in charge, just the the name alone. That's so. That's right up my alley. <laughs> but then on top of that, like the the voiceover guy goes uh, followed by Stevie Wonder years. Yes, <laughs> they're black. They're blind. They're da 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 da. It was. It was sort of a bi- little brilliant bit of satire on like, yep, a network totally would, cl- a, a bunch of white ne- network executives would totally program that block. Uh-huh. Not even think twice. It was, it was nice. It was a nice trip down memory lane. I actually start, like I watched, um, there was no homie, the clown episode in this one, right? No. No, no the, it was the next, it, I, one of the next episodes that I watched. I watched Homie, uh, it had featured Homie the Clown, and I remember him fondly. But that 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 character is rough, like violent. Homie don't play that. <laughs> the ho- like there was, I think it was like he was in a um, you know one of those dunk tanks, and one of them <laughs> throws something and he doesn't dunk, and he's like, and he gets out, and he's just doing horrible circus esque things and then of course he goes on a whitey tirade and i was like this won't this couldn't happen now would not happen now and i'm just glad that it happened then because we wouldn't have damon wayans if it wasn't for for, like he's he's murtaugh right well he was is that did they cancel that show yeah they did oh that's a shame but you understand what I'm saying. Murtaugh has a direct correlation to Homie the Cloud. That is ridiculously true. Um, one thing that I really appreciated about this is that it was definitely, you were saying, like, it it was very much, you know, a product of its own culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they didn't shy away from the fact that this was, you know, show created, created bl- by black people or black people like all you know writers and mm-hmm. talent and all that kind of stuff but that didn't mean that it was like exclusively for it was universal very much like so. they hit whatever the subject matter that they handled even when it was like stuff about race it was funny to everybody mm-hmm. yeah, it was I mean, never we were an like extremely white family and we all thought it was hilarious. right everybody loved this show and it wasn't like you had to be black to get it no and that and that was the thing like the cast was multicultural the, the 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 bits were multicultural but like they all had a flair to them that you could mm-hmm. tell that it was written for that that specific culture that and and you're absolutely right it was accepted by this was a phenomenon mm-hmm. back in what did we say in 1990 to 90 how how many seasons did this show run uh-huh. like it was everybody watched in living color whether it be for the dancers, for the skits, for the, the whatever, it was like everybody paid attention to it. And that's, that, that doesn't happen now. Yeah. I mean, it's a really tricky thing to do to like maintain your identity as an artist without alienating, you know, 
someone from mm-hmm. your audience. Right. But they managed to they managed to not do that and they managed to make it for everybody. Um, while, you know, staying true to who they are. And I just think that's an incredible feat and I, I hope we see more stuff like that. I hope. Well and that's <laughs> it, the- even though it, you know, couldn't be made today necessarily, hopefully it inspired people to, you know, make other things just because that you know they saw that it had been done it could be done again mm-hmm. in a different way maybe and it and and it's weird to think that all right like saturday night live in its heyday everybody watched mm-hmm. in living color everybody watched i can't say the same for like mad tv in the state but like that the sketch the sketch comedy stuff that happens now i don't even i couldn't even tell you if there is something outside of saturday night live that is currently running there are some things like they generally tend to be like small indie things on netflix i just saw an episode of one that was called i think you should leave Mm -hmm. um on netflix uh and it it was very sort of like offbeat weird definitely sketch comedy but like sort of sketch comedy for now (laughs) okay i it's just it's just weird to think how There isn't anything, I mean, I guess Game of Thrones is that now, where everybody, where it's a cultural phenomenon, and it's, it's, gotcha, where it's it's part of the national conversation, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. Game of Thrones just ended. It was. (laughs) It was, and it will be for another 15, 20 minutes, and then that'll fade away. But, uh, Chris, good pick. Why, thank you. It was nice, it was nice to revisit. It's, it was, it's, it's. It's nice to have it on in the background because there are definitely skits that I remember very fondly. Like, um, oh, Jim Carrey is the, the female bodybuilder. Hi, oh. I'm Vera and Vera. I want to be your friend. <laughs> I, I can do a lot of these characters because my uh, family loved this show. My dad loved it. And like he would always laugh when I would do the impressions. So that made me obviously want to do a lot more. Gotcha. Yeah. I do a, a wicked fire marshal bill. <laughs> Let me show you something. I call my son fire marshal bill all the time. Because <laughs> he does. He goes, Daddy, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me show you something. Let me show you something. Oh, kid, if you ever knew. If you only knew. So. Well, I... <laughs> The burnt face. Like he, did he have makeup on or did he just stretch his face? I'm trying. I to, think it was just his face. Like I think that, that man's that's just made of rubber. Exactly. Actually, there was a movie, if I'm not mistaken, called Rubber Face, featuring Jim Carrey. I think you're right. Anywho, fantastic. Anywho, it, it was great to to to, to revisit this. I ha- I would never ever have thought to say, hey, I want to watch in living color again. Like, Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. No, I do my best. So, All right, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? 
Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food, mukbang, right there? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. Oh, I first up, I it was posted uh, on our Twitter feed, but I definitely I want to talk about that Tartakovsky, Tarta Tarta Tartakovsky. See, you're making me second guess myself, Chris. That was my plan all yeah, along. Good job. The the primal cartoon that they're doing on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. That looks ridiculous. It looks so good. It's beautiful and violent. So, I actually don't think that was in our Twitter feed. I Okay. I started this week's news feed with the Disney Hulu story. Okay. So, uh what did how did you say Gendy? Gendy. Gendy. Gendy Tartakovsky uh Created Samurai Jack, like oh, did de- worked on um, Dexter's Laboratory, Lab, Powerpuff Girls, Hotel Transylvania. I'm sorry, um, but Star Wars: The Clone Wars, like a lot. And this, he, he's doing another show for Adult Swim, right? Is it still Adult Swim? Yeah, it's still yeah, Adult it Swim. Yeah, it is. Uh, called Primal, and it's of like a caveman guy and it's just violent and they're dinosaurs and it just looks awesome i'm definitely he also did a show called symbionic titan that was tragically canceled before its time what what i don't know what that is exactly i'm sorry i feel bad now so pretty good show it is your fault it is my fault it is if you were watching i was watching it it would still be on the air that's right how dare you? Yeah. Um, so there's no premiere date or anything, but there's a trailer, and maybe I'll we'll drop it into the news feed. But really, check it out. It looks it's it's beautifully done. The the art style and everything Tartakovsky does is beautifully done, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, but I don't want like there's a very big swath between the 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 Powerpuff Girls and mm-hmm. this. Art style wise, I mean, yes, but 
both everything is in its own way done beautifully it's just like you know powerpuff girls very simplified dexter's lab simple um but then we start getting into like the the more intricate samurai jack and the star wars stuff and whatnot and like this seems to just bring it all to a head and it looks really really good i'm i I know I, I bring this up every chance I get because it was one of my favorite like weirdo little things that's ever happened on television. I was like pretty obsessively watching Adult Swim back in the day, mm-hmm. and um, Adult Swim was wearing as airing both uh, Futurama and Samurai Jack. Oh, I wonder if I have this. Uh, wonder if I have this backwards. Um, no, I think it was Matt Groening. Now I can't remember how the story went. Either. <laughs> So I, I actually think it was Matt Groening. They were talking about how um, Futurama was the most beautiful show on television, and okay. Matt Groening said to the people at Adult Swim, "No, it's Samurai Jack." Ah. I, or the other way around. Tar- Tartakovsky either said that about Futurama, or Groening either said that about uh, Samurai Jack. But either way, it was a fun little th- fun little exchange. And they're both true story. Shows. The end. True. And then I found story. five dollars. <laughs> All right, so I just I just wanted to make a comment it, that is actually still all, you, it went in twice, so we're good. It, it will end up in our news our, our uh, on our news feed. So uh, it's like I typed these comments for no reason. Yes, I put it in twice. I- it's fine. Um, <laughs> next up, comicbook.com. Disney acquires full control of Hulu, except for thirty three percent of it. So, yeah, Disney's global domination has just taken another step forward. Mm-hmm. They have now purchased controlling shares of Hulu. So, I I could I don't I, I'm trying to figure out why cuz they're starting their own streaming service. All right, it's just all about Hulu is a different audience, you know what I mean? Like they seem to be going for one kind of thing on this Disney Plus and Hulu is Hulu is like what was the what would they call it was a touchstone was that their other thing uh, it's just yeah like Disney used to do movies and stuff oh, under yeah, a different yeah, yeah, label yeah. that weren't like Ooh, the Disney it? image you know what i mean yes i understand so, um oh, Kevin Smith a bunch of his movies Miramax Miramax if i'm not mistaken anywho I don't know if you are mistaken. I have no way of knowing that. <laughs> are you mistaken? Uh, maybe. I'm just I looking at the Evan. fact that Netflix <laughs> does all of it. Stuff for kids, stuff for adults, stuff for little, little kids. like Originals, other original stuffs. Why would they not try to do that and save themselves some money? Uh, because they can charge you for two services instead of one. Okay. <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> because Disney likes money. Newsflash. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> You're hearing it here first on this week's episode. Disney likes cash. So, all right. So, yeah, um, there is a weird sort of contingency um so there what is it called a pull call agreement um sure let's go with that i love it oh put call sorry i'm looking far away put that's even better put polls puts put call agreement plastic platypus Uh, it's a five-year tentative contract in place um 
So as early as 2024, Comcast can reacqui- require Disney to purchase NBC Universal's 33% ownership. So 33% of Hulu is still owned by NBC Universal. If at any point in time they could just say, "No, Disney, you need to buy the rest of it. We're not, we're not sticking around." That's interesting. They also have agreed to stream NBC Universal content till 2024 on Hulu. Like, it is the wild west in the world of streaming, right? And I mean, Disney, Disney has you know all of its Disney stuff. They own Fox. They own, like. It's. I mean, it shouldn't be called TV anymore. It should just be called Disney. That's how how far out the reach is getting with these guys. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. You know, there's still. Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's the, it. The, that's the stuff that's happening on Netflix, BBC, you know, HBO. It's a, HBO. There's, there's still <laughs> other stuff out there. It's just, yes, Disney, Disney is incredibly prolific, and they've pretty much, you know, thrown money hats at every major property out there, but they don't own everything. All right, so you made a, a very valid point about HBO. Now with the culmination of Game of Thrones. How viable of an how viable of a channel is HBO? Well, I mean, HBO's got a, I should say. For us personally, just, you know, the way we watch television, <laughs> I couldn't cancel it fast enough. <laughs> no, we really couldn't cancel it fast enough cuz they made the renewal date 2 days before Game of Thrones finale was on. So. Yeah, like well we played HBO guys. go. Well, I literally couldn't. But uh <laughs> I did you know to to that point though we looked at the the trailers for what's the the thing that's not golden compass the thing that looks His way dark better materials. than that yeah that looks pretty damn good like there there is no shortage of actual like quality looking content on that channel and i'm sure if i was the kind of person that had the time to watch all that kind of tv i wouldn't mind sticking around uh to to see the 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 goodness cuz it looks pretty good I, I, but um because Again, that, it, it also still functions as like a premium channel instead of like a the, premium the service, s- the service model that we have going on today, which is, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. It is, it's, it's a different animal. And, um, and they're trying with that HBO Go service. They are, but it's still like, that's still just kind of, it's not really what the channel's built around. No, not at all. I'm just saying and, that they're, um, they're, they're dipping their toe, their proverbial toe, into that streaming revenue stream, I guess. Yeah. But it's just them replaying their stuff. Yeah. And, like, HBO Now worked out pretty well for us for Game of Thrones. Like, as soon as the, the episode's available, that that's it. It's available for us, too. And we just watch it. And, like, that works. But, uh, I don't now, know. Wait, you, did you have... Because they 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 do have the two services HBO Now and HBO Go. We had Now. We signed up for Now because so Go now is, is like the tre- true streaming service. Go is the one if you have HBO. If you, you can watch kinda, it on the app, yeah, you can futz around with it on on other thing. Yeah, we we sign up for HBO Now just for the season of Game of Thrones and like there's there's content on there. I mean, I I love Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and if I had the time to watch the whole episodes of the show, I would. But instead, I watch you know the the little YouTube, the YouTube bits. Clips. Yeah. I 
I just I was just curious because like they're trying really hard to make. Oh yeah, they're trying. They, we didn't even get all season long on Game of Thrones. There was that little like. So here's a little behind the episodes. Here's why we did what we did and what we thought and and all that other stuff. This time it went straight to please don't cancel HBO. <laughs> yeah, it was like look at this, look at this. We've got other shows. See. Or stick around. And like one of the shows was that cool sci-fi looking not golden compass show, which I'm never gonna remember the name of his his dark underwear or something. And um the but the other yes, show was just like check it out. Underwear. Zendaya is pretty cool, huh? Don't you want to watch this show with Zendaya? It's I mean, maybe, but is this your audience? Because I don't think it is. Like they've got all this other they've got cool other sci-fi-ish stuff on that channel, and it seemed like a weird pick, but hey, whatever, man. <laughs> I, I was just curious. I wanted to throw that out there because <laughs> I am uh, after tonight, maybe tomorrow. I will be. I have yet to watch the final episode, but like normally for me, Game of Thrones is a thing that I'll wait till it's all done, or maybe like five episodes at a clip. And the season was so short that I, I, I you know, by the time I started watching it, three of them had been on already. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just about done with it, and I can't think of another. I for me, I can't think of another reason to keep a service like HBO Now. Us neither. So I was just curious what you felt about like their viability in this the, the today's market. Kind of. I mean, thing. I think they're more than capable. I mean, this is HBO we're talking about. They've they've produced a lot of shows mm-hmm. that wound up being like. This is the thing, you know. Sopranos, like, yeah, absolutely. So, Sopranos. I mean, even like I've watched Newsroom a dozen times. I adore that show. That was an HBO joint, you know. It's they, they know just, what they're doing. Just had Angela watch the opening of um, Newsroom, right? Newsroom. That was oh, the one. where he does the whole speech yeah. about America. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, one but, of the best know, openings in television. Like that was great. I also just want to throw it out there because you were talking about watching Game of Thrones, like. The negativity surrounding this season has actually gotten me off of social media. So if anyone hasn't heard from me in a while, it's because I just left because I was I bounced. I'm out. I bounced because, you know, it was becoming to the it was getting to the point where it was just really affecting me. Like everything, everything on the Internet is, is absurdly negative. But, you know, some of my favorite things like Game of Thrones has never been my favorite show in the history of mankind. I never, you know, watched it with such intensity that I truly I still don't know half the people's names on that show when it, when it came to earlier seasons. But I really enjoyed watching the show and just the Internet turned on it like in a in an instant it was just like and now this is the this is the worst thing that is ever as that humans have ever accomplished game of thrones is trash and i'm like yo people what the hell but there was no avoiding that that was just extreme vitriol the same thing happened with star wars like mm-hmm. i couldn't love star wars more but as so much of my day and my mental energy went to like I can't believe this person is so angrily wrong about this. Or, you know, Captain Marvel, when that was out, like, just the the pure, unmitigated waves of negativity and awfulness all over the place. And I just said, I am, I'm tagging out because I want to enjoy the last episode of Game of Thrones. And there is no way it's going to be what everyone wants it to be, which is the problem. Mm -hmm. And that's going to cause just massive amounts of negativity about it and saying it's garbage and everyone involved should die in a a garbage can fire and, you know, just be murdered in the street. And I'm just tired of it. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, 
uh, many factors, but Game of Thrones negativity actually pushed me off social media. And I don't really have a lot of interest in going back anytime super soon. Okay. And rant. (laughs) And then I found $5. (laughs) (sighs) Well, there you have it. Um, I don't even remember what the original... What what were we talking about? It was Disney and Hulu. Disney Disney and Hulu. Hulu. Speaking of dragons... (laughs) (laughs) Walt Disney's corpse is actually riding a zombie dragon. He is the Ice King. Uh, he's coming for all your TV networks. Walt Disney is the Night King. He will resurrect all your programming. Oh, Apparently, Walt Disney was really into hot dogs too. <laughs> this is just this is just a weird what fact that fuck? I know. <laughs> Hold on. What the fuck? Walt <laughs> Disney was really <laughs> into hot dogs. <laughs> I, I, there's a whole story behind it, but I'll, I'll uh, podcast for another podcast. <laughs> but you, why would we you know tell what? you something that interesting? Do you actually want to hear the story? <laughs> yes. All right. So I was obsessed with Ren and Stimpy as a kid. I know. Big shocker. It was like totally, totally up my alley, right? Loved Ren and Stimpy to death. And as such, I was a big fan of John Chris Felusi, who we recently found out was a scumbag. But you know, I was a big fan of his because I was a big fan of his work with Ren and Stimpy. So in this magazine that I found at Wawa called Wild Cartoon Kingdom. <laughs> oh, yet- my God. <laughs> <laughs> I there was this magazine that shows like all about just the actual cartoon creators and the people behind them and their voices and told the whole story of Spunko and how Nickelodeon kind of like strong armed them out of out of uh, the rights to Red and Stimpy it was all it was all pretty gross but they had the big the interview um uh, not really an interview but this whole like cover not cover story what's the feature there's the word uh, about um. How John Chris Felusi and Walt Disney both really like these weird hot dog dishes. Like this these weird nineteen seventies things where you like create a ring of hot dogs and fill it with coleslaw or something like that. Just weird <laughs> hot dog related dishes. And they were both huge fans of hot dogs. And like, see, John Kay is like this really great animator, and so was Walt Disney. And they both like hot dogs. And then I found five dollars. <laughs> Hey, you asked me to explain. I know that I, was completely <laughs> our fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm proud to have shared In that this story. This magazine I found at Wawa. For any of our listeners who don't know what Wawa is, it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> well, you, not that's me. not true. Disneyland. That's Cheeto. Debr- that's Cheeto burrito. <laughs> God. God, I would, I would eat the heck out of a Cheeto burrito right now. What's wrong with you? You had a burrito for dinner. <laughs> And <laughs> oh my god, what are we talking about? So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this train to move, and unfortunately, it has to be some sad news. This up from Variety.com, but it is still tied into comedy. Tim Conway, famed comedian from the Carol Burnett Show, has died at the age of 85. Um, apparently, he had water on the brain, which I'm not 100 percent sure what that is. Doesn't sound good. Does though. not sound good. But in this article, I got to relive his career, and that man was funny. He, like, like my first, like, comedic recollection was the Carol Burnett show. And then they start start describing the characters that he played, and I remember all of these. And then I got, I don't know, two-thirds of the way down, and they brought up Dorf. That man made being a dwarf hysterical completely inappropriate but that shit was funny back in the day couldn't happen now mikhail's navy like this this man 
touched so many aspects of of the comedic world. It's a it's a. I'm so happy that we had him, and I'm sad to see him go. Like as they say, big big bucket of win. If you know comedy at all, you you have experienced some of this guy's work. It's it's a tragedy, but I'm just glad that we have the the volumes and volumes of entertainment that he gave us. I mean, decades and decades. He didn't. I mean, he slowed down, of course, but every year up until I think it said 2010, he did something of note that was funny, and our world is 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 better for having him in it for the the, the 85 years that we had. I like this quote in there um, in a interview Carol Burnett did. They were asked if they ever like, worried about running out of, out of material for her show. And she said, no, we can always count on Tim Conway to go over, <laughs> over like over time and like stretch the sketch out. Yep. And then they would have like an extra sketch left over they didn't get to use that they would, you know, have something to start the next week yeah, with. I think the time frame was like, yeah, we had a four minute sketch that stretched into ten because he just went on. And he was mm-hmm. famous for his ad libbing. Like he was one of the first big ad libbers on TV. And you know, when it comes to sketch comedy shows, especially of that nature, like you're not supposed to as an actor, you're not supposed to laugh. But I don't know, 80% of those skits, you could see the other actors laughing. Like, that's how funny this guy was. So, really, if you do not know who he is, definitely look into him. He has some amazing, amazing work. 86, 87. I mean, I, it's, it's shocking how long he has been making people laugh. And that's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <sighs> Pre, I'm trying to look at the next one. I don't even know. Primetimer. Primetimer.com brings us Black Mirror, gets a season five premiere date and trailer, unfortunately, featuring Miley Cyrus. Trailer looked good. Did you guys watch it? I did. A week I, ago. I didn't because I have never watched Black Mirror. Um, and I thought to myself, why start now? <laughs> it's 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 dark. It's I like it. I think it's, it's dark and reflective. Yes. It makes you think. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Get out of my house. <laughs> He's so pleased with himself when he does that. You hear that giggle, Karen? That's a I am pleased with oh, the she thing. Knows. I hear that giggle in my nightmares, okay? <laughs> um it, if you have watched Black Mirror, it's it's more of that that dark gritty just like that that lens on society's problems kind of thing and it looks great. I I will end up watching it. It's a I think they're three episode seasons, but they're like ninety yeah. minute episodes. So we got another season. We got some other. Uh, excuse me. Not a problem. Cool names in here: Anthony Mackie, Topher Grace, and uh, one not mentioned here is Andrew Scott, who is Moriarty from Sherlock. Oh yeah, oh. which to me is like, how has this guy not been on this show before? Of anybody in the world who belongs on Black Mirror, it's, it's true. Andrew Scott. It's true. So check that out. Uh, this is do, 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 June 5th. Wednesday, June 5th, this, the season drops. Yeah, not so long from now, you guys. Yeah, another ne- Netflix joint. All right, people.com brings us to the next one. I, I, apparently, this was a thing that I am. I am. I have. I it was a Twitter thing. We know you don't get Twitter. I don't, I don't do Twitter, but stars poke fun at Constance Wu by cursing at their show's renewals 
following her tweets about fresh off the boat and i'm letting you know it took me you know half of the article to realize what fotb stood for (laughs) um so apparently when fresh off the boat was renewed and she got the news she tweeted out that oh no she she cursed she was like upset and i she then later explained why but like you got to be careful because there's a lot of people that like that show. There's a reason it's being renewed. Don't don't you know gift horse mouth. And there's kind of thing. you know exactly. There's a lot of you know other people whose shows didn't get renewed who you know might take offense. Right, and the the reason that she she got upset was that she was looking to do this other project that she was really passionate about, and not that she doesn't like Fresh Off the Boat, but and the the things that she said about it. Like I think she could have chosen better words. Yeah, she was like, "It's fun. It's an easy pleasant. show to do." Yeah, pleasant, pleasant. easy. It's like, like mm, yeah, no. It, you know, just get a, a. What you need to do is step back from the Twitter. Yeah, just and Put like the that. Phone and down, lady. Take a lesson from Chris. <laughs> that's what ends up happening. Like they they say something wrong, then they try to defend what they said, the the wrong thing that they said, and they say more wronger things. Like, just stop, just just stop. It's very rare that that can work. Yeah, no, hardly ever, <laughs> hardly ever. So, but um, some other stars had a lot of fun with it. Seth Mac- Seth McFarlane. I'm I'm trying to Sam Lerner, Allison Tomlin. Joel Kim Booster, like, is <laughs> I didn't realize there was so much cursing on Twitter. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's not censored. You can say whatever you want. I curse on Twitter like more than I curse in real life. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because that's a lot. <laughs> ah, <laughs> love you, Karen. Just, you just ain't keep... fucking seen nothing. <laughs> See. <laughs> Yeah, just just hang out in the room with her while she's watching the Steelers play. It's a... I mean, for real. I mean, the kids can't, but you can. I had a sailor over once. He blushed. <laughs> he blushed. <laughs> uh, my favorite one of these was Raul Coley, who um, tw- retweeted the announcement of iZombie Season 5, <laughs> which was like news that was months old. Yes. And he just like repeated her, you know, her... her expletive over top of it of, of fucking hell <laughs> he's yeah yeah and, and i like i like it when other people have fun with it like that that's everybody's just having a good time with that but she's still digging her hole deeper and deeper and deeper so yeah all right cnet.com <laughs> all right star trek star trek finally let us know what the new Picard-driven Star Trek show is going to be, and they gave us a, a, like a trailer sequence and their logo. Drum roll, please. Hold on for it. Wait. <laughs> buckle up, people. I know. It's called Star Trek Picard. And the A in the Picard name is the Starfleet logo. It's the Avengers Genius. logo. Who <laughs> saw that coming? <laughs> so, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Side note: Did you see when uh, before Avengers came out that they had a, like solo posters of all the characters and and it all said "Avenge the Fallen" across their faces with one of the A's being the uh, the A in Fallen being the Avengers logo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody took the one of Star Lord and <laughs> manipulated the words <laughs> so that with the Avengers logo it started that A and it said "All Your Fault." <laughs> 
<laughs> they funny. had it off of his hand. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Yeah, it was close. So yeah, there it is. Uh, CBS All Access, Star Trek Picard. Does is I, I, did we get a? I'm trying to look for the date. No, just a name and a logo. CBS oh. All Access. They're going. They're going full bore here, huh? Well, we, yeah. One of these weeks we talked about they have like a Star Trek division. Yeah, I, over yeah. there now. And then Chris quickly stated they weren't paying attention to Star Wars. Yes. So. Oh, best of luck to him. I don't. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever watch that. So I'd like to say that I will, but I know that I won't. And that's and aren't you a Star Trek fan? I do like Star Trek. I am. I'm not a Trekkie, but I am a fan of Star Trek. There was a person I, in our mutual lives that was a Trekkie, but hated the term Trekkie. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that the ridiculousness that. that that was? Oh, there was no shortage of ridiculousness in that period of time in my life. <laughs> oh, all right. Speaking of geek culture, uh, this is BatwomanTV.com. I know. <laughs> Batman, I Batwoman.tv. I find things where I find them, all right? <laughs> uh, we're getting uh, an extended trailer and a sneak peek of the new Batwoman series. And it looks pretty good. I'm pleasantly surprised. I concur. It does look pretty good. Um, I was most pleased with how they kind of explained the wig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it's it, it it's not a pair of glasses like Clark Kent, but it'll have to do. And it's really red. Like, they, they stuck true to comic book form. Yeah, like, the visual really lines up. I remember she showed me the trailer for this uh, the other what was there after, after we watched iZombie, I think. Um, we, were, we were watching the trailer for this, and I was like, I don't know almost anything about this girl in the comic books, but I can tell you that they seem to have two things. One, they really nailed the aesthetic, and two, this looks like a CWS, CW show. Yeah. This oh, looks yeah. like this looks like Arrowverse Well, that's, yeah. TV. It, it's, uh, but the difference, uh, from what I could tell with what I've seen so far of this, the Arrowverse has taken those characters and fit them into that world when this character is like that's where she's from like that 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 dark that gritty that badassery that's they're not changing anything to make it fit into the arrowverse unlike green arrow green arrow should not be in the arrowverse he was a <laughs> lighthearted guy now he's dark and gritty i, I don't know but either way when I hear the phrase dark and gritty now, I just picture like Pulp Fiction version of the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Okay. <laughs> Did you see your buddy John has like a t-shirt of the two, what is it, Reservoir Dogs, where the guys are like holding the guns like that, mm-hmm. but it's the, it's gritty and the Philly fanatic. <laughs> it's a great shirt. That is pretty great. Ah. Uh. Well, check that out if you're interested at all. It's an extended, I don't want to call it a trailer, but there's a lot of the sneak peek sort of replays a couple of the bits from the extended trailer. Um, an extended look. So it, it's... Show up to the movie theater 20 minutes ahead of time for your extended look. The it, 20. It looks good. I'm probably going to check that out when it comes out. <sighs> Some more sad news from Deadline.com. 
Unfortunately, the tick has been canceled by Amazon. All right, this is ridiculously unfortunate because I just finished season two, which was really freaking good. Yep. And I want to know what happens next. But at the same time, the in this story, he was the creators talking about like immediately just like, all right, so we're just going to find a new home for this. And because that's no. <laughs> what? Why no? I mean, because yeah, it's his response to it being canceled. Just no. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Oh, oh. I thought your your response to him saying we're going to find another home for it. Okay. I sincerely hope that they do. I mean, I don't. I don't know how well Amazon streaming stuff does in general, but I feel like this show has got to be able to find an audience because it is so good. It's surprisingly well done too. Like story wise, like there are beats in this season that were straight up dramatic. Yeah, like there's. It's really good stuff here. And it was funny because, all right, so I'm watching this at work on um, Amazon. Uh, like, I've been watching episodes dur- on, during my lunch break mm-hmm. because, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll watch things I've seen before while I'm working because, you know, I don't have to actually pay attention. But this show I really wanted to pay attention to and watch. So, you know, I'd get my lunch, I'd sit down, and I'd actually just watch an episode over my lunch break. <laughs> and it finished, and Amazon immediately went to the live-action Fox Tick show from eons ago with Patrick Warburton. <sighs> and I was like, boy, I haven't seen this in ages. Let's see if this holds up. How well does this hold up? to you know what i just finished watching which was great and you know it doesn't hold up nearly as well uh you know but back when they announced this show we were like how could it be anyone but patrick warburton and then you know pete why is it peter sinkowitz is that his name it's sure i was like all right that guy he's he's got it like this guy absolutely nails the tick i think even better than warburton did which is really impressive but and then i did some fun imdbing and found out that um the girl who played lady liberty was lobster Hercules. really (laughs) yeah nice now my question is our okay so there was a cartoon the live action and then this live action right Mm-hmm. Was there any like, was there anything before that? Because the the first live action got its its beats from the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Okay, where, like, where did the craziness that was the cartoon come from? Wasn't it a comic the book? comic book? Right. I I don't know. Like this is it wasn't. Well, it wasn't as far as I know. And believe me, I could be so wrong. Fair warning, I am talking directly out of my ass right now. This just in. (laughs) This just in. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't think it was an ongoing series. I think the tick was... I might have started as like a comic strip or something, but it was something that they just periodically released specials of. And I don't think it became actually serialized until the cartoon, which really... That's something we should talk about on this show at some point, because I would love to go back to that cartoon and just there is so I, I can't remember too many specifics from that cartoon, except for some of the humor was so next level uh, for a Saturday morning cartoon on Fox, where mm-hmm. just the amount of continuity where then I think the first or second episode, Chairface Chippendale tries to write his name on the moon, and then every single episode that shows the moon in any shot, the moon always has CHA written on it. <laughs> That's like true. for until the episode where they did the Galactus ripoff, where he took a bite out of the moon, and then every episode after that had the cha and the bite taken out of the moon. And they did it every single time, flawlessly. Like 
absolutely magnificent. So much like most, I'm reading this, much like most superheroes, the Tick began life as a mascot for the Norwood, Massachusetts comic book store, New England Comics. Cartoonist oh my goodness. Ben Inland was 18 years old at the time, creating the Tick in the year 1986, a three-page story in the New England Comics newsletter, number 1415. Holy crow, it was a comic book store mascot that's awesome and then the cartoon then the <laughs> wow there was a tick the, the tick genesis game there sure was oh my god then live action warburton and the was it just genesis or was it also on super nintendo i it, there's just a box i'm just seeing like it says yeah, I, th- the tick, I think it was then i think it was multi-platform yeah he's also on the quaker oats life box yeah there was definitely tick cereal that i remember nice I'm sad to see it go. I really do hope they find a new home for it. Me too. I, it, I hear YouTube, absolutely YouTube is looking it. for more content. You know what? This, this I think, would actually kind of fit in pretty well there. Like, I don't know how well it's doing. I know they're doing this. Did we talk about the Cobra Kai thing going for free? Did we talk about that on this show? No. don't think so. YouTube Red is going to be um, letting... Um, a bunch of their content. It might just be Cobra Kai, it might be more, but uh, like season two of Cobra Kai and other content in the middle of June, I think they're letting it go up for free with commercial breaks. Oh, um, which is uh, which is an interesting move right, to to get more people to to check out their content. And I mean, look, I am violently opposed to YouTube in general because I just I just hate the way they do commercials and you know with the same all the, commercial. Isn't that how the they... same commercial mid syllable sometimes like you'll just be watching something and they'll just there's zero thought put into where those commercials go it's just like and now you're watching a commercial mm-hmm. but um I do also do know that um uh if Cobra Kai is any kind of to get the other point the video game kind of universe that I'm involved in I know a lot of you know YouTubers that just hate the platform because they are generally bad at what they do but uh the um if Cobra Kai is any indication of the kind of content that is available on this thing, uh, maybe there's other good content on there because, you know, Cobra Kai surprised me with its quality, like really surprised me with its quality. And it's like it would be surprising quality on anything because it's a really well done show. Yeah. And it's freaking Cobra Kai. It's a Karate Kid spinoff. Like. This shouldn't be as good as it is, but it really is. And that's kind of like, I don't either, but that's kind of like the way I feel about um, uh, The Tick. How uh, I I knew the show would be fun and funny because that's what The Tick has always been. And it's always been very clever, but I wasn't expecting it to be what it is. Mm. I mean... I was I was surprised at just how effective it was with the ridiculous cast of characters. The world there's a character named Lobstercules, <laughs> Lobstercles. The first episode they were saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I just, just it's so good, just great. And this show needs to find a new home. Somebody has got to pick it up. I mean, as much as I you know spoke about shows like other space that really deserved a second chance this just kind of blows that out of the water it's true um it's it, and it it kind of pains me to say it but it's absolutely true this show deserves a home somewhere because uh and you know like many other things it shouldn't go on forever um but it should definitely it go should on wrap for up a while. it should have a, it should finish 
Yes, agreed. It they didn't get the do chance that. to finish. They didn't get a chance to do that. So, yeah. Talk about something that should finish. TVLine.com brings us the news that Arrow versus Crisis on Infinite Earths five part crossover will include Legends of Tomorrow and span the mid season break. So, dun, dun, dun. five episodes, half of which will. Th- show in December than the other half show in January I think that's what they said and not like that like they're doing it at the end of December like they're they're spanning the they're they're stopping their shows in the middle of a storyline it's called a cliffhanger Evan why do you ever heard of it uh-huh. why because they hate you apparently Anywho, if you're at all interested in the Arrowverse, they're doing Crisis on... Well, they're doing a version of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't know. Yeah, they're not doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. So, they're just, they're straight up calling it that, but it's not the comic book version. There's been a lot of crisis in the DC universe, so who knows what this one will be. But We're it'll probably fe- going to get ourselves caught up on these shows over the summer and... See yeah, where we are I think after that. I think Flash and Arrow just ended. Supergirl so, too. Super did Supergirl just end? Yeah, it's this says that this their finale aired Sunday. Okay, so that I guess I know it's it was, yesterday. I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know if it happened or not. Um, so it's gonna span Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman, and Legends. So the Legends is like. <laughs> That just keeps on ticking, man. I, what, it was on here where we watched that trailer, right? And we're like, this mm-hmm. the show looks really good. What show is this? <laughs> they did a, a, a teaser trailer, and I was kind of like, I, I feel that Legends knows what it is and doesn't pretend, which is kind of surprising for an Arrowverse show. <sighs> well, either way. Check that out if you're if you're still watching it. I'm I'm in the I'm, I have a plan on catching up because I am way behind on all of the Arrowverse stuff, and I feel that if I just binge it all at the same time, I, it'll be easier for me to forget later. <laughs> Next up, theinsider.com. I didn't read this, but it's an exclusive. Muppets variety shorts coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. Kermit Arms. Yay, Kermit Arms. So, Chris, did you read this because you posted it? it, 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 it I did. I, I read a little bit of it um, right after I posted it just because I wanted to, you know, just kind of learn a little bit more about what I was just looking at. Mm-hmm. And it's it does appear to be that uh, there's they're doing another show with the Muppets, too, which I, I don't know. Did we talk about that? It seemed vaguely familiar to me, but not. I didn't really remember the details of that completely. But what made the, me happy about this is it seems to be like a like a variety. It's it's unscripted, and it's like a variety show kind of thing. Like there's going to be talk show, uh, game show, talk show elements, game show elements, and um, cooking show, cooking show, uh, like cooking show, <laughs> and bork, they're like bork, like bork, bork. sketches and stuff, like kind of like what the original Muppet Show was, except not as not even as scripted as that, which. I think is actually a really great idea. It's kind of it kind of really speaks to the soul of what the Muppets were to begin with. That's true. And you as get the right they, talent behind it, and like they stick with that. Yeah, it, like just stick with that kind of vision, and don't 
turn it into something that it's not like this is something that i don't understand what they've been doing with the muppets property for so long is okay well how do we make the muppets fresh like well that's kind of the point in the muppets they don't need to be fresh they're the freaking muppets yeah. they're good old-fashioned wholesome fun let's just have some good old-fashioned wholesome fun with them for crying out loud well there you go something it's another reason to check out disney plus uh production is set to begin june 9th with the ooh wow, it's a nine-week shoot schedule or a nine-day shoot schedule. That's not long at all. And I mean, I think it sounds just about right for what you're talking about. Mm. It's just a bunch of, you know, how how fast do they crank out? Um, what's it? A uh, nailed it. You know, it's true. Just just do it and have fun with it. And that's all I want is them to have fun with it. That's I ho- hopefully they do because that the last one what didn't feel fun. Yeah, it started to find its voice like way too late, and that's not what any of this should be. You know, and the worst part about it is the, my clearest recollection of that show was your rant about that geeky character. Oh God, I forgot all about that. So that's like the thing. I, so well, there it is. Um, Moving on, Deadline.com. Chris, you posted up this one also, and I can't remember why you actually did, but Carrie Skogland to direct six-part The Falcon and the Winter Soldier miniseries with Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Daniel Bruhl, and Emily Van Camp. See, I thought that was super interesting because I did not know that um, they were putting um, and interested in putting Zemo and Sharon Carter into this show. That's... Which I think having Zemo in there is a really cool take because he was, you know, he was the villain in Civil War, which, like you know, talking four about four and a half minutes, right? He was in there for a lot, just very sporadically. He was, you know, he was like the mastermind behind like, yeah, okay, so here's how I'm going to beat the Avengers. I'm going to make Iron Man kill everybody because Winter Soldier killed his parents. And did they ever oh, actually talk about why right. Steve knew? Like, how did Steve know? I don't know. I don't remember. Man, I guess it's time to rewatch the Marvel Universe. It's never not time to rewatch the Marvel Universe. I mean, universe. seriously. But, but still, then, and also, like, you know, why was there a camera in the middle of the road? Like, what was that about? That's weird. But, you know, we're, we're, talk, we're nitpicking here. Um, I just, I think that's a really cool thing, um, that they would put at least one of those characters in there. I mean, I'm not sure I care about Sharon Carter, especially... Now that I've seen uh, Endgame, no spoilers. I would no spoilers, really like... Because I know you haven't seen it. I would like for them to redefine Sharon Carter. Yes. She got a bad rap out of that. Out of that. She got the those whole movies. stinky end of the stick? Yeah, she did. Yeah, I just didn't like the way she came out. And she's a cool character, so like, let's do something better. Yeah, I mean, she got to give Captain America's speech about, you know... No, no you, you move. move. But and she was the, like first not well the second person i think to uh stand up to rumlow when the showdown went down at shield headquarters yeah, yeah no i'm 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 so 100 percent sold on this i i know they were talking about like and this person's gonna direct a bunch of stuff that's fine i i don't know who that is i'm sure it's a good thing because they've been doing lots of this whole disney plus service seems to be just kind of ridiculous <laughs> so um yeah there's a if there's a situation they could throw money at to make it better they will and it seems yeah. to be doing that seems to be the plan so hey color me sold you know there you go all right finally collider.com <laughs> all right mick g's true lies tv show is heading to disney plus 
That's right. The James Cameron joint, True Lies, featuring the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's getting a TV reboot by I, Mick G. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to this, but I do not understand how they're going to translate this. I mean, I get the idea, the basic premise of, you know, the... Now, the, is it just going to be husband and wife spy team? Because that's how the movie I ended. Yeah. Or, I have never seen True Lies. Oh. Get out of my house. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Can't fire me. I don't live in this van. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it the the movie itself is so like it really has its own strong personality and recreating that attempting to recreate that would be a mistake. Unless it features Schwarzenegger and um oh crap, I'm blanking on her name. Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis. Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Boom, I knew something. Boom. And Tom Arnold and uh Liza Dushku. Yeah, I forgot about Elijah Dushku as the daughter hanging on the nose cone of the plane. Oh, oh my God, the movie's so good. We have to watch it. Elijah Dushku hanging on the nose cone like of a plane. <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis hanging from a cable that is being... It was a helicopter? Drawn up out of a limousine sunroof? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. As the limousine careened off of a non-complete road? Oh, no, blown oh. up road. That's how it was. They blew oh, up the road in front. Evan, don't spoil it for Chris. Come it's on, so good. he's not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to make know, him watch it. Yo. You don't. You don't know, man. You don't know what I do. <laughs> you don't know me. Well, I, I I'll give it a shot. I, I like. I don't. Wow, I, like, I'm shocked that this is happening. <laughs> Out of are every, you? Are no, you? Really? I am. Out of everything that Disney Plus has announced, okay, Marvel stuff. Okay, like, okay. I'm, I'm I'm shocked that it's happening on Disney Plus. I'm not shocked that it's happening. Yeah, it's a regurgitation because of they an old will story. make a series out of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a beloved property. We'll make a show out of it. Even a not so beloved property. True. Let's do it. <laughs> An existing property that we can get for cheap. Cool, man. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, we'll see how it works out for Disney Plus because you know there's. Like, there's got to be something on that channel that everybody likes. Like, you know, there's so much different stuff. There's going to be something there for everyone. Good luck to you. Yeah. And this is what's there for me. I mean, among many other things. But, God, I love this movie so damn much. I I can't. I'm trying to think if I actually own it. I'm pretty sure I do. Pretty sure I do. I mean, as we were talking about before um, before we went on, on the air... Uh, McGee was an executive producer on Chuck, mm. and I could definitely see that flavor applying to this story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I didn't realize McGee had an involvement in Chuck, but if that's the case and they, they use that flavor, I'm 100% in. Chuck is one of my favorites. I love that show. So, there it is. That's the news. We do, I think we did a. I think we did a good job today. I, I feel good about it, Chris. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have you back. I, you know, work is just. It's it's just work. I wish I didn't have to, but you know, money, bills, the whole kit and or caboodle. Capitalism. Yeah. Capital. I hate being a part of society. <laughs> Chris, you got a spiel for me? I sure do. 
Good evening and welcome to the... No, no. <laughs> wrong spiel. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Hold on. Click, click. Wrong doc. <laughs> welcome oh, to Stone Age goodness. Gamer Podcast. That's right. Hi there. Welcome to episode something of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. Uh, yeah, I host a video game music podcast. Suckers, you can get in touch with us at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels at Geekade for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, because somebody has at Geekade on Twitter, and they haven't tweeted since like 2007, but they're not giving it up. Son of a... <sighs> Whatever. Or follow us specifically at Twebcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Chris. That's Geekade And Karen, where can people find you on Twitter? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people pretend to find you on Twitter? Geekade underscore Evan on Instagram. Oh, oh. He likes, he likes, he's a visual guy. I am. <laughs> if you're interested, it, yeah, I just told everyone where to f- not find me on Twitter. I do respond to like, I'll, I'll check my notifications. I'm just not scrolling through and reading comments it's on so anything. So fast, anymore. like there's no way to actually keep up with Twitter. I'm sorry. Listen, people. It's a long time ago. Someone told me Twitter is a river, and you have to dip your toes in, and you can't try and drink the whole river. <laughs> exactly. Just dip your toes in when you get it. <laughs> Unless you're me. Because I'm special. <laughs> you are. Yes, you are. We love you. <laughs> if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, you're out of luck because I'm not doing anything. I'm just kidding. Be sure go to check scratch. out our show notes. Yeah, go scratch. Go climb, go climb a tree. Uh, while you're at it, you can subscribe, subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. It is my pick. And I'm doing it. We're talking about Game of Thrones. Specifically, I'll, I'll make it the, the last episode, season eight, episode six, right? That was the last yes. one. Um, but we're going to talk about the season. So, yeah. Because I, 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 I have thoughts and feelings and shit to say. Yeah, I, most yeah, me people too. do. And my go-to... Like I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched the final episode. Um, anybody that I talk to, I this is my question: Have you seen the final episode? Yes. Okay. How, numerically, how many disappointments did you experience in that single episode? And I've no. Everybody that I've asked has had no less than four, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> you people are way too much into this show. Well, to be fair to that particular statement. There are a lot of story threads in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So four, I mean disappointments. Four. That's really not a bad number when you consider when you consider how dense the entire world of this show has been. True. I had at least four disappointments in the finale of Voltron, and I freaking adore that show. <laughs> that's why I so, love you. <laughs> perspective. I'm staying positive. Perspective. I, lo- I liked it. I'm sure I will as well, but that will we'll discuss that next week. So, thank you, God. thank you everyone for joining us. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. <laughs> Why did I think of that? Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.